The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now we're joined by Porrick Horkin, he of the Horkin Garden Centre family. We want to talk uh, about what is appropriate for the garden this week. Porrick, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Now, you want us to grow our own. I do indeed. Well, May is the perfect time. May and June, Pat, is the perfect time of year for planting up all your five a day. So be it simple things like salads, herbs, some fruiting plants, or, or indeed any any of our edibles, this is the time to plant. And weather conditions are absolutely super at the moment. So get out there into your local garden centre. They've got all the vegetable plants, tomatoes, peppers, chilies, strawberries, a beautiful blueberry pot called pink lemonade. It's actually a pink blueberry that loves to grow in a pot and it's brilliant for children because it's pink in colour, but beautiful and sweet. So this is the time of year for planting up um, all our edibles and you don't need a lot of space. I mean, simply a window box, patio container, or indeed you can plant lots of your salad plants like Swiss chard and lettuce out into flower borders and beds because not only are they edible, they're quite attractive as well. So it's perfect weather conditions at the moment. Now, a number of people have the same kind of uh, question, uh, upcoming family occasions and want to spruce up patio pots with some colour for uh, the weekend. Uh, This is for a a wedding, but also another family occasion. A number of people with the same query. What do you suggest? Well, there's a kaleidoscope of of flowering colour available at the moment, Pat. So plants like Aquilegias have just come into flower. They're absolutely beautiful. If you want a little bit of scent and colour, there's a lovely plant called Nemesia Vanilla. It smells of vanilla, but it's got beautiful white flowers and they come in a whole range of different colours. The slipper flower has just come into flower. It's a beautiful red flowering plants. Um, scented dianthus, fuchsias, salvias, pat. There's loads of colour available for planting. And as I said, the weather is absolutely superb for planting flower colour as well. I have an infestation of slugs and snails in my garden that are damaging my plants and most importantly, my newly planted lettuce and cabbage. Do you know of any organic mm. treatments I can used to stop the slugs from damaging my plants, but something that's also safe for birds. Yeah, well, two two treatments I find very effective. First of all, garlic juice, which is available as a concentrate. You just simply mix it with water and apply it onto the lettuce plants and that will keep the the slugs away. You can also get an organic slug pellet, which is made from ferric phosphate, phosphate, which is basically iron and phosphate. And it's very, very safe. It's got the organic stamp on it as well of approval. And that's available in your garden centres as well. I was wondering what flowering trees I can plant now to suit a medium-sized garden and what trees might encourage some wildlife into the garden. Yeah, well, maybe some of our native plants, Pat. Sorbus are actually in flower at the moment. They're full of bees and they produce beautiful berries then in the autumn. So Sorbus, Joseph Rock or Cardinal Royal is a beautiful red berried variety. You've got white beam, which has got silver leaves, white flowers and red berries. The Malice family, the apple Crab family are actually in flower at the moment and again are great for biodiversity because they bring in the bees and of course they help with pollination as well. So look for some of those. And if you want an evergreen, medium-sized tree, I think Cotoneaster canubia is a lovely tree. It's white flowers and again red berries in the autumn, which again will attract the birds in. A great time to plant trees, Pat. Um, A lot of my daffodils and tulips are developing big seed heads. Should I remove these? You should, because all the energy is going into the production of seed heads. I mean, the function of any plant, Pat, is to reproduce itself. So we should stop the daffodils and tulips from forming seed heads because so much energy goes into that. So cut off any any, 
uh, seed heads that are developing. Give them a liquid feed this time of year, something like tomato feed, and let them die back naturally and let all of the energy go back into the bulbs for flowering next spring. Sharon's been on. I have four holly trees. They're very scraggy with faded green leaves and a lot of bare patches. What can I feed them to bring them back to their former glory? The soil they're planted in is nutrient poor. Okay, well, look, a, a perfect time of year for feeding hollies and that, that lack of nutrition is going to call the yellowing and, and dropping of the leaves. So use a granulated tree and shrub fertilizer, something like the Osmo Pro 6, ideally before we get a shower of rain. I think we're promised a little bit of rain towards the weekend. So if you get that fertilizer on maybe Friday, let it wash in and refeed again about five weeks time. And that'll, you'll see the hollies responding to that really well. I have a north-facing house with uh, little light in our garden, mainly early morning. I've tried numerous hanging baskets at our front door, but they never lasted. Any suggestions for plants that need little enough light that could make a big, colourful hanging basket? Oh, the the, the perfect colour in in difficult conditions, Pat. There's two plants that I'd highly recommend. Non-stop begonias. So they, as the name suggests, they literally don't stop flowering from the beginning of June right, June, right through till October. So get some of those, put about five or six in a big basket and you'll have tons of colour right through till October. And they do very well in shade. And also busy lizzies, the little impatiens, they tolerate shade extremely well. Now, you can mix the two together if you want, or you can plant just a mixture of all begonias in different colours. But begonias and busy lizzies are the two best for hanging baskets and containers, particularly in shade. Now, this one is interesting. We have a handmade lighting company called Copperfish in Rathnew. We have gorilla gardened all the wasteland outside our unit with our sawdust. We have lots of daffodils, etc. Could we plant vegetables there or would industrial estate scrubland be safe for food production? That's from Owen. Absolutely. Owen, you could you could actually adopt the no-dig system, which is trending hugely at the moment. So this is where you just put a layer of compostable material, old farmer manure, grass clippings, that sort of material, mushroom compost. You just layer the soil with that and you can grow a wide variety of vegetables uh, in that condition. Potatoes, salads, all the plants that I mentioned earlier, cabbage varieties do really well. Potatoes, you'll still get some seed potatoes available in your local garden centre. Potatoes are great, Pat, as a first crop because they break up the soil and they nearly rotate the soil for you. So that would be a good idea as well, but a perfect location for it. And you can use the wood bark as mulch as well in the pathways you know, between the beds. And a final one briefly. I love my acers, my maples. I have many. What's best to look after them? Well, there's, there's not a lot of care really needed at the moment. They've come into leaf at the moment, Pat. If there's any uh, dieback from last winter, cut that back now. Give them a good feed as well. The Osmo Pro 6 would be perfect on acers. Apply it now. Repeat it again in, in five weeks' time. And apart from that, they don't really need any additional care. Very good. Porrick Horkin, thank you very much for joining us. And that's all we have time for. We uh, remind you that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to on the Newstalk app powered by GoLoud. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on Newstalk.